But instead of you having to build something like this, instead of spending your whole life trying to build something so impressive you could get like from your life to the presence of God, Jesus says he just gives it. Wow, we are here. Jesus was here, not around here, but here. Earlier this year, I got to explore Israel. I'm sitting literally in the place where Jesus' feet touched. I saw some amazing places. The old city of Jerusalem, the Garden of Gethsemane, beautiful Nazareth, and the Mount of Beatitudes, Capernaum, on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And I can't wait to share these video devotions with you. Hey, I'm standing here at Caesarea, right along the beautiful Mediterranean coast. Uh, it's a windy day, it's a busy day, but it's a beautiful day because I'm standing right in front of an ancient, incredible feat of engineering, the Aqueduct of Caesarea. Uh, it's kind of hard to see now, but in ancient times, stretching miles and miles in that direction, water was taken from Mount Carmel, or Mount Carmel as the Jewish people would say it, and it stretched all the way past this aqueduct, miles and miles in that direction, to the ancient city of Caesarea. Well, it's, it's crazy. They literally had not an inch or half an inch or a quarter inch or an eighth of an inch, but like this much of a decline that it could make it from one source of water to the people who needed it. And you can tell from behind me how much work it must have been. I mean, all the engineering, all the stones, all the labor, but you can understand why. If those people wanted to live, they needed water to survive, and so they were willing to do the work. Now, standing in front of this makes me think about something that Jesus said to a woman at the well in this very land. He said in John chapter 14, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Yeah, my favorite phrase from Jesus' teaching there is, I give. <laughs> Jesus was offering us something to satisfy our soul. The presence of God, the love of God, the beauty of God, the grace, mercy, and forgiveness of God. But instead of you having to build something like this, instead of spending your whole life trying to build something so impressive you could get like from your life to the presence of God, Jesus says he just gives it. <laughs> This is the gospel, the gift of grace, that our forgiveness and salvation isn't something we build, it's not something we work for, it's not something we bring down from heaven. No, it's a gift that our Heavenly Father gave. Jesus came to give us life. It's all mercy, it's all grace, it's all his gift, and that's why we enjoy beautiful places like this, but we praise Jesus for being an even better Savior. That's an incredible lesson we learn right here at Caesarea. Children of God is what we are, even though we don't deserve to be them. Wow, we are here. Jesus was here, not around here, but here. Earlier this year, I got to explore Israel. I'm sitting literally in the place where Jesus' feet touched. I saw some amazing places. The old city of Jerusalem, the Garden of Gethsemane, beautiful Nazareth, and the Mount of Beatitudes, Capernaum, on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, and I can't wait to share these video devotions with you. I'm standing here in front of the first century synagogue of Magdala, right in the shores of the Sea of Galilee, the home of Mary Magdalene, a place that was recently discovered and a place where Jesus almost with absolute certainty preached and he taught the kingdom of God. 
And as I've been teaching and, and preaching, recording these videos, it, it just hit me, who am I to be in the exact same place preaching the exact same message as Jesus? Like what, what right do I have to be anywhere close to a Jesus like that and yet here I am. <laughs> and God gave us a beautiful day and the crowds haven't arrived yet. It's been this surreal day to talk about the kingdom of God and I, I just feel so unworthy for this. But that's the beautiful thing about Christianity, right? You and I get to have so much in common with Jesus even though we're not worthy of it. We might realize we don't deserve it but that's what grace is. It's undeserved love. We might think in the quietness of the night, who am I to have any right to talk to God? But he says, call upon me in the day of trouble. We can understand why Jesus would be part of our Father's family. He's holy and he's perfect. He's righteous and he's good. But who, who are we? And yet listen to what the Bible says. 1 John chapter 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. That's what we are. It's where I am even though I don't deserve to be here. Children of God is what we are even though we don't deserve to be them. And don't you love that about our Christian faith? Some days we feel like we're doing a good job. Most days we're all too aware that we fall so far short and yet see what we are. God lavishes his love on us. I'm standing like, right where Jesus stood talking about his love just like he did. And you and I get to stand right where Jesus stands in the presence of God to see the Father's face shining upon us, showing grace to us and that just gives us peace. So if you know you're not worthy of it, good, you got it right. <laughs> just remember God gives unworthy people things they don't deserve. That's grace and that's the beautiful lesson we learn here at Magdala. In fact, he prefers it that way. That you offer him nothing. That you open up your hands and say you need his grace and mercy every day. Wow! We are here. Jesus was here, not around here, but here. Earlier this year, I got to explore Israel. I'm sitting literally in the place where Jesus' feet touched. I saw some amazing places. The old city of Jerusalem, the Garden of Gethsemane, beautiful Nazareth, and the Mount of Beatitudes, Capernaum, on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And I can't wait to share these video devotions with you. Do you know what impresses Jesus? Nothing. That's what happened here in Capernaum in the Gospel of Matthew. I'm standing here in the beautiful archaeological dig the beautiful synagogue from the 4th century behind me and I'm thinking about a man, a non-Jewish man who approached Jesus and by the end of the conversation, Jesus was so impressed because the man offered nothing. Listen to this from Matthew chapter 8. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not des deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel 
with such great faith. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. I love that. <laughs> Should I come and heal your servant? Jesus asked. And the guy said, Jesus, I, I don't even deserve to have you step inside my home. And Jesus is shocked. In a world and in a culture where people think they deserve so much, this guy knew he didn't deserve anything. So he just asked for mercy. And that's the good news of Jesus, isn't it? You might not have much to offer. You might feel like Jesus shouldn't even come into your heart or your life. And that's okay with Jesus. In fact, he prefers it that way. That you offer him nothing. That you open up your hands and say you need his grace and mercy every day. He is so impressed and so willing to help. The man who brought nothing ended up with a healed servant. And when we bring nothing and just come to Jesus with open hands to cling to his cross, we get everything. Healing that lasts forever and eternal life with God. That's good news for those who are poor in spirit. And it's a lesson that Jesus taught right here at the city of Capernaum. And when Jesus thinks about you, he says the same thing. I know him. I know her. Wow, we are here. Jesus was here, not around here, but here. Earlier this year, I got to explore Israel. I'm sitting literally in the place where Jesus' feet touched. I saw some amazing places. The old city of Jerusalem, the Garden of Gethsemane, beautiful Nazareth, and the Mount of Beatitudes, Capernaum on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And I can't wait to share these video devotions with you. I'm sitting today in a really powerful place. I'm at the place where many archaeologists believe was the home of the Jewish high priest in the first century. And this might actually be the courtyard where this happened. Where St. Peter, when put on the spot, said, I don't know Jesus. It's actually what this Latin inscription means from Luke 22. I don't know him. Peter was so scared of being connected to Jesus, what it would cost him, that in that moment, this apostle who was so brave, so powerful, he collapsed. He caved. And to a little servant girl, he said, I, I don't know him. That's so tempting for you and for me to do as well, isn't it? I mean, we think about Jesus and when we're in church, we're, we're all in, but sometimes in that conversation with someone who's not convinced, who isn't impressed, uh, it's so easy to deny Jesus with our words, our actions, or our silence. But you know what I'm so grateful for? That Jesus changes this sentence. If you could take off that first Latin word, it would just say, I know him. And when Jesus thinks about you, he says the same thing. I know him. I know her. He doesn't deny us in front of the angels or the Holy Spirit or his Father in heaven. He is proud to be our brother and our Savior. He accepts us through the sacrifice that he made. And the, the proof is in the rest of the Bible. The New Testament of the Bible has 27 books in it, not 25. And do you know who two of the New Testament books were written by? That guy. <laughs> God's love was so great, his acceptance of Peter was so secure that he didn't just forgive him and send him on his way. He commissioned him and used him to write two of the books of the book that we love so much. And it's one more proof to me of the amazing grace of Jesus. He did not just die for us, he even includes us after we do the worst things. So confess your sins to Jesus today. And know that in response, he doesn't reject you, he doesn't push you away. 
instead an amazing mercy and grace, he says, oh, I know him. I love him. They're my friends, my brothers, my sisters, part of the family of God. And that's the amazing gospel message that we learn here in the city of Jerusalem. So when you feel like your faith isn't what it should be, when you feel like you don't have everything you want to spiritually, you can turn to Jesus and he proclaims, he preaches good news for people just like you. Wow, we are here. Jesus was here, not around here, but here. Earlier this year, I got to explore Israel. I'm sitting literally in the place where Jesus' feet touched. I saw some amazing places. The old city of Jerusalem, the Garden of Gethsemane, beautiful Nazareth, and the Mount of Beatitudes, Capernaum, on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And I can't wait to share these video devotions with you. I am so grateful for the good news that Jesus offers. I'm not sure if your faith is anything like mine, but often I feel like I should be further along in my faith. Like I should be more patient, more selfless, more loving, a better pastor, a better dad. Sometimes my faith doesn't feel like rich and great. It feels kind of poor and messed up. But today I'm standing here in Nazareth. And Nazareth is the place where Jesus preached good news for people like me. And if your faith isn't perfect, for people like you too. Listen to this incredible scripture from Luke chapter 4. Jesus went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. I love that little line. The good news of Jesus isn't just for the rich. It's not just for the important. It's for the poor. So when you feel like your faith isn't what it should be, when you feel like you don't have everything you want to spiritually, you can turn to Jesus and he proclaims, he preaches good news for people just like you. That there's grace and there's freedom. There's the favor of God. That God's acceptance of us wasn't based on us being rich and powerful and wonderful. Instead, it's just this good news that we find in the gospel. Standing here in Nazareth makes me so grateful for the kind of Savior that we have. A Savior who's not waiting for the 2.0 version of us, that's so much better and so much stronger, but the Savior who offers grace. Grace that flows down to the lowest place and comforts people just like me and just like you. Thank God for Nazareth and the amazing Savior who came from here. We're so grateful that you listened to this podcast and we would love for more people to listen to it too. So if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, you can help this message to reach more hearts, more souls, so that more people can be satisfied by the love of God. Thanks for your support and we'll talk to you soon.